Hello and good morning. Welcome to Building the Blockchain. And we have this weekly show focusing on blockchain topics and issues. And it's brought to you by City Blockchain Summit and Computer User. I'm Dave, and I'm here with uh, my co-host, Andrew. And uh, this week's episode will be talking about the importance of partnerships for ICOs. So a lot of ICOs right now are vying for prominent partnerships, but few of them are able to effectively land and market those partnerships. So uh, we'll discuss some good examples of partnerships in blockchain and what makes those partnerships successful. Uh, everyone's seen uh, on TV right now, uh, IBM is all over the place. So um, with a lot of uh, commercials talking about the blockchain and how they're trying to move over. So that's one example. That's probably the most um, glaring example of the mass marketing of uh, building blockchain partnerships. So um, I just want to um, say hi to Andrew and bring him in. How are you doing, Andrew, today? Hey, doing great, David. Great to be here. Thank you for having me on the show again. Great, great. So, um, yeah, so I uh, kicked it off with IBM as one example of uh, importance of partnerships with ICOs. Uh, they're out there marketing and letting everyone know about uh, how they want to help out companies move to the blockchain. Could you uh, maybe fill in some other examples besides IBM? Well, I mean, sure. But before we go to another example, I just wanted to touch on IBM's partnership with Stellar, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, so uh, one way that IBM is really impacting the blockchain is through its partnership with Stellar Lumens. Uh, this year and last year, uh, the two organizations have been partnering in the South Pacific Ocean in places like Vanuatu, uh, Australia, and some of the other uh, emerging economies uh, within that area. And they are connecting retail shop owners, and they plan on putting blockchain on the retail shop corridor in the Pacific Islands. Uh, and they expect that up to 60% of the transactions in that area are going to be performed on the IBM Stellar network that's building. Wow. Okay, yes. Yes, um, looking at the research for the uh, before the show, I was um, looking at the alignment that IBM is partnering with Stellar. And uh, thank you for filling in the details there. Yeah, it's um, very amazing what... Uh, what's going on and uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about a little bit more about Stellar and exactly what they're uh, trying to trying to do. Sure so Stellar is a cross-border payment peer-to-peer uh, -peer transfer payment transfer so basically what that means is that uh, say you're living in a very isolated location say Micronesia, Yap Micronesia and you want to send money to the mainland in the United States. So that's a 10,000 mile as the bird flies distance. It's a pretty long distance. So with Stellar, using Stellar, you can send that payment in three to five seconds at less than a fraction of a penny, um, which is really cheap, really quick. Um, and this beats out some services like Western Union uh, that can charge higher fees and they could take longer. Uh, so you know, Stellar is really transforming peer-to-peer uh, -peer payment, and they do it faster than Bitcoin. Bitcoin takes about 10 minutes, and Stellar can do what Bitcoin does in 10 minutes. They could do it in three to five seconds, which is really impressive. Yes. Oh, yes, thank you. And, uh, um, yeah, no, it looks like uh, Stellar announced uh, back in October their alignment with IBM, and uh, that can really have a lot of impact because uh, social impact for uh, the underdeveloped countries uh, to get involved with the blockchain. That's something where uh, th that focus has been, th those are the people that have been neglected, and we don't speak about them a lot. Uh, we talk about uh, all the different types of aspects of blockchain and how people are, are making 1,000% a week, but we're not talking about the, the social impact. So we want to focus and make sure that we talk about blockchain as a whole on the show. So that's something where we know um, uh, that Stellar is, is doing a lot of great work. And uh, they have a lot of partners besides IBM. Uh, IBM is one of them. Um, and then they have some other banking and different other banking partners. 
so uh, what they're doing in the blockchain is, is global, and it's not just here in um, where we're located in the United States, but what they're doing is, like you said, is going to transform um, uh, cryptocurrencies and transform transactions and how they're, and how they're done and, and the quickness that they're done. And then this is starting to be implemented already. And a lot of people aren't aware of what's going on. It's going to revolutionize uh, the uh, banking sector and the financial sector in different ways that we can only uh, start thinking about now. But um, these people like uh, IBM and their other partners are coming up with um, some uh, tremendous um, partnerships that, that they're using to, uh, to make a tremendous change. And um, over time, we'll get to see that. And uh, uh, could you, I was looking here at the other partner that they have, uh, that they're moving into India also with Stellar. Um, um, so they announced a partnership with a banking uh, group, and um, they're also helping out the underdeveloped country in India. Uh, do you have a little bit of knowledge about the, about the India um, financial sector? Yeah, so right now um, in India, despite you know it being very advanced uh, and very progressive economy, uh, there are still people in uh, some of the more isolated regions that don't have uh, bank accounts. And giving access to those people that are in the more isolated locations, enabling them to have bank accounts, enabling them to send payments to people living in some of the bigger cities, maybe they have uh, relatives that have moved to a city, they want to send payments back and forth, uh, Stellar is really going to uh, enable them uh, to do that. Yes, yes, and uh, what they're trying to do is um, helping out uh, because they have no banking system over there. A lot of the banking system doesn't exist for uh, a vast majority of the uh, residents who, who live in India. Uh, they have no access to banking, so the blockchain will uh, be able to give them access to banking services they normally wouldn't have. And like you said, microloans are very important. Uh, somebody who has a, a, a motorbike and wants to just um, have a microloan and needs uh, transportation, uh, they can get a microloan in a matter of um, seconds uh, using their mobile phone. And combining the mobile phone and the blockchain, uh, that's going to uh, impact a lot of lives for people who need uh, just uh, simple financing they won't be able to get to in rural uh, areas, um, you know, uh, vast areas like India where they have no access to banking. Yeah, exactly. Microloans will be transformed uh, in other areas uh, in northern Africa, for example, uh, there are other blockchains, you know, besides Stellar that are working to uh, increase with microloans, improve microloans, improve micropayments, uh, and also micro-lending communities, which is, you know, people pulling together, pulling their resources together, and then, you know, every few weeks, uh, one person gets to take money out. Uh, it's just really transformative across the board um, and all over the world. It's, it's really exciting. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, they have uh, a lot of different partners. So, like you said, they're not just focusing in one area. Uh, they're trying to transform um, fin finance, and they're trying to also uh, transform other uh, enterprises. So they also are connected with uh, accounting firms. So uh, I was looking here and looking at what Stellar is doing. Um, they uh, started to work with... Uh, Deloitte. So they're partnering mm -hmm. with uh, Deloitte, and um, Deloitte was among the first companies to uh, begin experimenting with blockchain solutions. Like, uh, and then IBM is also another large player. So uh, I, I think looking here at the partnerships that Stellar has uh, that they've done uh, are very impressive, and it shows the use of the blockchain and uh, how a, a company can transform itself and transform a lot of things in a faster way than even the internet boom that happened uh, 20 years ago. So things are even moving at a faster pace than they did before. 
And so we're trying to help people keep up with this and, and keep up with all the uh, different partnerships are going, that are going on. So um, do you know a little bit about the uh, Stellar and uh, Deloitte partnership, uh, that part of it? I know that they worked together on a uh, banking app that was kind of similar to maybe Venmo or something of that nature, um, you know, typical of Stellar uh, doing something with cross-border payments. Um, I know that the partnership has been going on uh, between Stellar and Deloitte since 2016, so this is actually a pretty early partnership in terms of, uh, you know, important partnerships in blockchain, how they go. Uh, this it was actually announced at the uh, consensus conference in 2016. So we're talking, you know, two years worth of the partnership. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's for the mobile banking and cross-border payments. It's an app for that that they worked on together. Yes, yes. So yeah, all this is yeah. A lot of these partnerships have been going on since 2016, 2017 that we're discussing. So it's just something that's really recent. Um, and uh, what we're trying to, uh, to let everyone know about is uh, th this blockchain technology is um, going to shorten the time and also lower the costs. So uh, combining speed with lower costs, that is uh, kind of like a, a magic pill uh, for the financial um, uh, group and the uh, different types of financial services that are out there. Uh, that's uh, what everyone's looking for is the holy grail of having quick transactions at, at a low cost so that you can increase the the volume of transactions and blockchain and uh, is uh, can really do that can make sure that the the transactions are one secure and then also that they're being transmitted quicker and, and faster so when um, we could talk a little bit about um, about how the uh, technology works when uh, the blockchain is applied to uh, these this uh, financial transactions. So uh, every financial transaction is recorded and kept on the blockchain and cannot be changed. And then once that transaction is there, then it can't be overwritten. And only another transaction can be um, uh, changed over it. So, uh, but it has to be with a different record. So maybe you can talk about a little bit about the the structure of the blockchain and how and how it works um, in the next minute before we wrap up. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like you said, the transactions that happen are uploaded onto a distributed public ledger uh, for most blockchains, and what happens then is that ledger is kept uh, more or less with what is referred to as nodes. And these nodes are located all over the world, and every blockchain has their own nodes. So uh, the nodes, they have the financial transactions that have always been recorded, that have ever been recorded, and the nodes actually work as a verifying process. Uh, the nodes verify that you know, the money is coming from where it says it's coming from and that it's going to where it says it's going to. And what makes blockchain so secure is that every transaction, since the very first transaction, since... Satoshi distributed, you know, those coins initially. That transaction is recorded, and future transactions are verified against that transaction. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thanks for that explanation. And we'll be we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show 
Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hello, we're back with Building the Blockchain. I'm Dave, and uh, here with Andrew, my co-host. And we're talking about blockchain partnerships. And these partnerships that are are being developed, uh, we're focusing and talking first about uh, financial partnerships in the financial industry. And now we'll talk a little bit more about um, uh, that example of having more partnerships. And also want to start talking a little bit more about... um, the social uh, impact and, uh, and the aspect of uh, the social impact and how this is going to, these partnerships are going to change uh, society and, and the way that we um, work together and we live together. So, um, and I think it, a lot of people were looking at the blockchain as being a miracle, like I was saying before, um, you know, a magic pill. Uh, to help everything, but it's not going to alleviate all problems. But a lot of people are looking to it uh, to help out socially. So we want to talk a little bit about how um, the different uh, partnerships are going to help out on a social impact basis. So, Andrew, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about that and what you're seeing um, coming around with these partnerships uh, with Stellar, IBM, Deloitte, and some other partnerships that are going on in the blockchain and the social impact aspect of it. Sure. So uh, one of the really interesting parts about partnerships within the blockchain space is that partnerships seem to add legitimacy to blockchains. And by that, I mean, you know, not too many people knew what Stellar was in 2016, nor do they know in 2018 just as much. But you know, when Stellar comes out with partnerships like Deloitte, Stripe, IBM, this adds, you know, a level, a layer of legitimacy to these um, blockchains, and they make them more approachable for people. Um, yesterday, I was, I was having lunch with my mother, actually, and I was talking to her about crypto, and I was just, you know, trying to explain a little bit more what it is. Every time we get together, I explain a little bit more about you know what it is and you know she she asks me questions and you know when i told her that bitcoin partnership partnered with uh, overstock.com that you know you could go to overstock.com and use bitcoin there you can use bitcoin uh, at microsoft that added just a lot more uh, i want to say understanding and appreciation for uh, what the currency could do what all coins can do so you know partnerships with very valid external agencies beyond blockchain really add more legitimacy to blockchain. Yes, yeah, that's uh, I I agree. Yes, uh, the, the having these partnerships with the large Fortune 1000, Fortune 500 companies, along um, where they they know um, what they have to do is uh, they have to try to change what they're doing because they're losing. Uh, you know they're losing market share like IBM is, so they know uh, that they have to uh, uh, embrace blockchain. So they're looking for partnerships, and that's the great thing about blockchain right now. Uh, what I'm seeing, uh, as I'm talking to a lot of people in blockchain, is uh, everyone is open to uh, having a collaborative aspect to it. So there's a lot of partnerships in the corporate uh, uh, that we're talking about, and then there's a lot of uh, partnerships um, B2B partnerships that are developing in blockchain, and there's a lot of collaboration that's going on um, revolving around uh, you know, working together to try to solve problems and try to uh, create a, a more efficient economic system. 
know, for everyone involved. And it, it's a great example that you that you uh, did mention. Um, you're talking to just everyday people, housewives and mothers, and and just people, um, so they can see the social impact of it that's going to affect their everyday lives. And now, uh, an example like Overstock being uh, able to accept Bitcoin, and a lot of um, uh, they're a little bit further ahead in in Europe than we are. Now, there's a lot of uh, clothiers and there's a lot of um, retail outlets in Europe that are accepting cryptocurrencies in their retail locations. Um, uh, we're further behind here in the United States than they are overseas. So uh, a lot of these cryptocurrencies are being uh, used already, um, just not as much here in the United States as overseas. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the differences and in, uh, in, um, regionally, uh, globally, uh, about how cryptocurrencies are used socially, Andrew. Sure. So uh, the other day I was talking to my friend Chris, uh, who had you know, introduced me to crypto a couple of years ago. And I was talking to him about the currency Gifto, you know, that's featured on the Binance Launchpad. And, you know, one of the, the kind of the concept behind Gifto is that you could send virtual gifts to people. And my friend Chris, a uh, really intelligent guy, um, business owner, he owns uh, Striker Sunglasses, he said uh, he didn't really understand what virtual gifts are. And I, I said, you know, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to us, maybe, but uh, it's huge in Asia, for one example, and people are giving virtual gifts to each other all the time. So being able to use crypto to pay for these virtual gifts that people find meaningful and giving to each other is just one huge variation of you know something that I might not understand culturally in the United States, but something that I understand as you know a business owner uh, in the blockchain space that I, I really need to understand the cultural variation. Um, yes. Yes, uh, you know, be able to uh, know in different parts of the world how uh, the blockchain is, is working. Yeah, there's um, virtual crypto kitties and there's uh, crypto dogs and uh, they, they breed with each other and there's all different types of things that I've been hearing about. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, and yeah, they're virtual. They're virtual gifts. You can give a gift to, to another person that's totally virtual. And so there's a lot of things that are going on at... Uh, you know, um, that combining that with mobile makes it really just, um, uh, there's so many different applications when you combine with mobile apps and the blockchain and all the different types of uh, way people uh, can interact with each other. It um, really uh, gets to be mind-boggling, but it's important for the business owners to know what's going on. You know, like you said, you don't want to be like IBM and, and behind the curve, and now they're trying to catch up. Uh, they're... they're, they're um, you know, they're getting out there, and I give them credit for getting out there. I give credit to uh, people like uh, PayPal and uh, Dish Network and, and, uh, and all these different types of uh, companies who are Fortune 500 uh, companies looking to find partnerships. And I think that that's fantastic, and I think that's something where it, that's going to make everything move a lot quicker and then accelerate the process and, like you said, also validate um, the blockchain because we were talking about uh, the other week about uh, you know the the uh, negative aspect of blockchain, so um, and and some of the ways that uh, it's getting a, a a name that's getting lumped in with other things uh, that are is always going to be good and bad and everything like like we see, um, like yeah, everyone knows um, you know the problems that Facebook had, you know they came out thinking you know nothing was going to be wrong and um, you know what they were going to do. Uh, was going to have a great social impact with it, what it has, but it's there's always negative social impacts. So we want to talk about the positive social impacts, and uh, I want to talk a little bit how, about how the cryptocurrency um, fits behind it. So uh, how, how um, and uh, because you know the the coins and what's going on. You know, everybody talks about Bitcoin, but you know everyone um, is kind of confused uh, about. There's thousands of coins out there, and a lot of them have gone up, and you can just make a, a lifetime of gains in just one year, but they're very risky and they're unproven. A lot of people don't um, know uh, about how to uh, find the right cryptocurrency, and so they just stick to Bitcoin, and they're 
thinking if they buy Bitcoin, it's very volatile. So uh, they want to know about all these different types of coins. So uh, Stellar does have a coin. So maybe we can talk a little bit about how the, the Stellar coin works along with um, the cryptocurrency aspect of the coin, how it works along with what they're doing on the financial transactions side. Andrew. Sure. So I think what you're asking me is to um, kind of describe how the the crypto aspect of the coin works alongside of the financial aspect of of IBM. Is that right? Well, yeah. Well, the the stellar stellar cryptocurrency coin. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm was, sorry. Not, right, not IBM. Stellar. Right. The stellar cryptocurrency coin. How uh, those financial transactions that they're working with their partnerships. How the stellar coin is used. Okay, so I know that, um, for one, when uh, Stripe first gave a capital injection into uh, Stellar a couple of years back, Stellar in turn gave Stripe, you know, however million equivalent in Stellar so that they could use Stellar uh, so that Stripe can have access to Stellar. Um, what Stripe actually did with those coins, I'm not... I'm not totally sure, um, and you know, internally, I'm I'm not too familiar with how um, IBM or I'm sorry, how Stellar works, um, you know, with partnerships and uh, how like the coin is powered on the partnership networks. I, I don't know too much about that aspect of it, um, but I do know that um, you know, with the Stripe partnership, Stripe received you know millions of equivalent of Stellar once they gave Stellar. Um, the USD equivalent. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Right. So, every, so yeah, what I was uh, getting at was, uh, so everything that Stellar does is transacted in the Stellar coin. So, yeah, so to begin uh, with the, all their partners and for you to work with Stellar, you have to uh, transact in the Stellar coin. So you have to take your fiat money and exchange it over into Stellar, and then all the services on the Stellar platform are paid with the Stellar coins. And then you can take those coins and then uh, exchange into other different types of cryptocurrencies, but we don't want to talk about uh, that part. We just want to talk about um, you know, how the, all these different coins, uh, that's how we uh, talk about the different coins have a utility. So to be able to get access to the Stellar system, you have to transact in Stellar coins. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all the different coins have their own kind of unique utility. And, you know, you look at Stellar, you look at Binance, like if you're going to use Binance's exchange platform, uh, Binance favors using their native token, the Binance token, to do exchange fees, um, you'll get a trading discount if you use the Binance token. Um, so similarly, blockchains want to use their unique token when dealing with their ecosystem, uh, just like the example that you mentioned with Stellar. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's what uh, we wanted to just um, explain and clarify. Uh, that's what we we're talking about in this segment. And then we'll be right back with the uh, next segment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hello, this is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. 
We also discuss popular topics, including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world, right here on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Building the Blockchain. And now in this segment, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the, the cryptocurrencies and um, how um, the utility of each cryptocurrency within their own ecosystem, uh, how that works. And then also we'll talk about more um, partnerships and then we'll, we'll finish up with a, a great example again uh, to finish up uh, the rest of the show. So I want to talk a little bit uh, about now about um, the other partnerships, and then we'll get into um, how how the coin works. So I want to just finish up on the, a few uh, other partnerships. Uh, we talked about Stella as a, a great example, but maybe, uh, um, Andrew, you can talk a little bit more about uh, some other partnerships b b besides Stella uh, that are going on. Um, I know, you know Ethereum is out there. They have partnerships. Um, Ripple has a lot of partnerships. And uh, you know, Stellar is one of them. Bitcoin has their own partnerships. So maybe you can talk about the other partnerships and the other cryptocurrencies. Sure. So uh, going back to Ripple, you mentioned uh, Ripple, who is ripe with, with partnerships. Uh, some of our listeners probably know this, but just to briefly explain, uh, Ripple and Stellar were uh, kind of the same on the same blockchain. And then in 2014, Stellar forked. From Ripple, um, and Stellar focuses on kind of peer-to-peer um, -peer transactions, but Ripple more so focuses on partnering with um, bigger banks. So Ripple has partnerships with HSBC, uh, Santander. They also have a partnership with American Express, uh, and. There is just you know a few of them, but you know seeing the visibility of having a partnership with HSBC, Banco, uh, you see you saw Ripple have a huge year uh, last year, and I mean it's still just continuing to to grow, um, but it just has solidified major partnerships with some of the biggest banks and uh, payment systems in the world. Um, J.P. Morgan, I forgot to mention that one before. Yes, yes, thank you. And uh, yeah, MoneyGram International, Western Union, like you said, uh, a lot of yeah, they're working on the on the large um, uh, institutional side, and uh, their coin has different advantages. Um, so uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the the coin, and you know, there some of them have seen tremendous gains, just thousands of percent, uh, because uh, they're of what uh, the impact that they're having you know like you said these partnerships once people are hearing that they have uh, these great partnerships with western union and uh, banco santander and uh, american express then people just want the coin <laughs> and then people just really uh, that's why these um these partnerships are making these these uh coins go up in so much value um, so maybe we could talk a little bit about you know how um the part works, uh, you know, the, the, the coin is out there, and the coin is, is being mined. And um, each coin, uh, like Ethereum and Ripple, um, as they're being mined, the transaction speed um, really goes uh, up and down and varies. So um, that's been a struggle um, with some of these coins that have, that, that have been adopted. Uh, they've gone out there. And uh, now uh, there's so many, there's so much popularity to them that the transaction speeds are slowing down. Could you talk a little bit about how the mining works and the transaction speeds behind behind uh, the these uh, different cryptocurrency coins? Sure. So a little bit about how mining works. Uh, we talked about this 
a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, but mining, basically, you have a, a mining rig. And uh, when you mine Bitcoin, you're really solving a complex mathematical problem using very highly specialized computer equipment, both highly specialized software and highly specialized hardware. Uh, the hardware uh, just has incredibly high processing speeds, um, and there's a few different types of hardware setups uh, that you can have. You can mine uh, Bitcoin off of what's called a CPU. You can use uh, GPU. You can use um, an ASIC chip. Uh, Samsung just announced they were doing ASIC chips. Um, but basically, what you're doing is, you know, you're giving your computer more processing power to uh, mine the Bitcoin faster. And so when you mine a Bitcoin, you're basically uh, solving a computer problem. Uh, and to do that, you're really validating the Bitcoin from other transactions that happened in the past. And you are comparing them off of uh, the distributed ledger that you mentioned earlier. Uh, this distributed ledger has you know, every kind of every transaction that has ever occurred uh, on the Bitcoin or any blockchain network. Uh, every blockchain has their own distributed ledger uh, or, you know, the equivalent. You know, some blockchains don't use that terminology exactly. Um, so the miner, uh, they, once they solve the, uh, the, the problem, once they verify the transaction, then at that point, uh, your transaction is confirmed. Uh, now, depending on the coin you have, it, it really defers on how many nodes you need for confirmation purposes for the transaction to be verified. Uh, so once it's verified, once the transaction's verified, that means that the payment was sent from one person to another or from one party to the other. Um, usually miners get together uh, because uh, mining in pools, which referred to as like pool mining, uh, is usually it usually has a better chance of uh, what's called getting a block or earning a block compared to solo mining. Uh, the way that Bitcoin at least works is that you know you have to have um, or that you increase your chances of mining a block if you have higher computer power. So if you combine with other miners and you increase your computer power, then uh, you'll increase your chances of receiving a block. And once you mine a block, you receive tokens as a reward. Oh, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Yes, um, that's a great explanation. And then uh, what's going on also in, when that is being mined is that the transaction speeds are slowing down. So as more people are coming on and, and um, doing mining, contributing more power to the, uh, to the uh, network, Either whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or the different type of uh, platform, the transaction speeds because, like you said, there's more computations that have to be figured out because now we're further down the road. So more computations slows down the transaction speed. Could you talk a little bit about how the how you know Bitcoin has slowed down and Ethereum now is um, running into that problem also? Could you talk about the transaction speeds? Sure. So, you know, this isn't my area of, of expertise necessarily, okay. but, you know, from a little bit of what I, I, I do know, um, it's just that uh, there are more and more miners uh, going on to the network, uh, which is bottlenecking the speed a little bit. Um, you know, people want to join together and mine together, uh, but that's slowing things down. Right, right. And then, so... That's one thing we're talking about, the technology. Bitcoin has had that technology, but now uh, it's kind of acting against it because it, the popularity and everyone's trying to mine it. And then there's more, and more, the more that it's used, there's more calculations that have to be made, and it's slowing uh, Bitcoin down. So uh, there's faster. Now, that's why Ripple is a lot more popular because uh, they are a lot, lot faster. The transactions, like we talked about, are two to three seconds on on Ripple, and their technology is is um, is has more reliability, and uh, so those transaction speeds are, are 
are still fast, even though a lot of large institutions are, are using it. Uh, so that's something where we want to talk about and you know make sure that people know a little bit about uh, the technical uh, points of of the coin and how the cryptocurrencies are mined, because that's a point that's a very important as aspect of it. Uh, but we want to get back also um, talk about the uh, social impact. So um, I was just uh, and we do want to remind everyone that we do have a. Uh, Call in number. It's one eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. So you can uh, give us a call and ask us any questions that you have. And what we also um, uh, so uh, welcome your calls. And what we're talking about also now is, uh, and we're going to want to go back to the social a aspect. Uh, so the social aspect of uh, the, the blockchain and how. Uh, it looks like, you know, uh, mobile and what we talked about was mobile coming together uh, in the rural areas and um, those uh, areas uh, where people don't have access to capital and don't have asset access to banking, uh, conventional banking. Uh, they have to use their mobile phones and use uh, different apps now. So in the underdeveloped countries, it's something that's going to catch on uh, and, and have more applications. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about um, the uh, developed countries and um, what you see the difference between um, what's going on in the developed countries um, making uh, applying this uh, technology and, and making it viable um, in the um, more developed countries as opposed to underdeveloped countries. Uh, what do you think about um, the difference and, um, and how... Uh, the difference in each uh, technology in the uh, different areas, how it's going to be adapted and uh, and adopted in the rural areas as opposed to the um, more uh, urban areas, Andrew. <clears throat> sure. So, I mean, if we're talking about um, like the more developed developed countries compared to undeveloped underdeveloped well, countries or developing yeah, the, countries well yeah who uh i was i guess you know uh the adoption of it so um i think uh is in the developed countries is it going to be adopted as as fast as the underdeveloped countries uh, if you could just um let um expound on that a little bit sure i think you know it's it's pretty interesting from an investment standpoint i think that a lot of people are are speculating from uh, more developed countries. I think you see a higher population of, of speculators investing from uh, more developed countries. But in terms of actually using the, the blockchain and reaping the benefits of, of the services, I think that a lot more people will benefit in um, more developing countries. You know, for example, like what we mentioned before in the, the South Pacific with the IBM and Stellar Partnership, the people that are going to benefit from it the most aren't necessarily the investors. It's the, the shop owners who weren't able to uh, send money back and forth to each other, you know, easily in the past, and that could do it now at a quicker uh, transaction time. Uh, so, you know, I think really, if I if I can amend my statement a little bit, I think you see the developing world and the developed world both really benefiting from it, um, you know, but one is more so um, from the technological uses of it, and the other is more so for the um, investment standpoint. But, of course, there's exceptions to, you know, that kind of um, polarity that I constructed there. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com to building the blockchain and we're finishing up this segment um, for the last segment of the show we'll be talking on at uh, every week on uh, the last segment will be the blockchain revolution and uh, this week on the blockchain revolution we'll be talking about obike and that's the singapore-based bike sharing platform and uh, last year they obike uh, partnered with Tron, and now they accept uh, TRX on the Obike network. And I was uh, doing some reviewing of, of the website, and they're uh, talking about the future of transportation and how uh, we want to try to have more clean air. And, um, you know, New York here, where, we, where I am, you know, we have the biking, and uh, the city bikes are, are here everywhere. And so um, that was started with Bloomberg. And looking here... Uh, in Singapore, what they're trying to do is um, having a bike-sharing platform. So um, maybe uh, you could talk a little bit about the O-Bike and the bike-sharing platform and how uh, this is part of the blockchain revolution. Yeah, sure. So uh, like you mentioned last year, the partnership between O-Bike and Tron, Tron Foundation, was announced. And the partnership started out as an opportunity for this huge Singapore bike sharing platform, uh, O-Bike, to, you know, expand into the blockchain space. And they did just that. Uh, last year was a particularly big year for O-Bike. They received a $45 million Series B uh, funding. Uh, the, the funder wasn't really named, so there was a bit of a, a mystery around that. But uh, O-Bike had a huge year last year, and their partnership with Tron was just the kind of cherry on top of the ice cream. Uh, for that. Um, what O-Bike is, is really cool is because uh, they actually don't exist on uh, like a lock and chain like you would think of most bike sharing platforms to be. O-Bike uses a Bluetooth lock so that you can actually leave the bike anywhere. And just by having an app on a smartphone, you can know where uh, an O-Bike is located, and then you can go and pick up the O-Bike at that location. Um, they did have, you know, some issues earlier on this year where their bikes were just kind of left and the Bluetooth block wasn't working. Um, but overall, they're in 25 countries. They're expanding, and, and they're doing really well. Um, once Tron uh, – I'm sorry. O-Bike is launching uh, a native token on the Tron network. Uh, the native token is going to be called Ocoin. And what's really cool about Ocoin is while you're riding an O-bike, you know, while you're going to the city and, you know, using an O-bike on your day-to-day -day journey, you're actually accruing Ocoins as you ride. So uh, just just for riding the bike, the more you ride, the more Ocoins you receive. And then you'll be able to use Ocoins, you know, for, for whatever uh, for whatever you'd like, you know, it's just another cryptocurrency that'll get more usage and more adoption as time goes on. 
Um, so it's just, you know, really powerful, really cool partnership. Yes. Yeah. That sounds, uh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I like, uh, how, uh, you can just take the bike and put it, uh, and, and it locks itself right through the app. So, um, so that it can't be stolen and you can, uh, you can take it with you, but it's locked. So uh, it alleviates the need, uh, like we have here in New York, uh, to have all these uh, different parking stands that, uh, just are filling up the city bikes that we have here in New York as a as a contrast. So I, I see this as a, a lot better idea. And combining that with the blockchain and making the um, blockchain uh, with a coin and the more power that you use on the bike, you earn more coins. That's I think that's fantastic. And that's what we're trying to talk about, how these um, how the blockchain and combining with the with social and society is going to revolutionize uh, a lot of the well, everyday life that we have just right even riding a bike now uh is uh is something where the blockchain and now you can get a coin and cryptocurrencies are involved involved with riding a bike so that, i think that that's fantastic uh so um their, their partnerships that they have um you, you mentioned tron and uh, you mentioned um, their, um, that they raised a $45 million, um, on their on their raise to, to, uh, get, to move forward. Uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, how uh, they're uh, going to uh, expand? Uh, they're in 25 countries. And uh, do you think they ever have a chance? But uh, looking here, uh, they're mostly in Europe and Asia. Um, do you think that something like this could work here in the United States? Oh, I, I definitely think so. I, I think, you know, I see a lot of smaller regional cities that just don't have a bike sharing and a platform. So, one, there's definitely a need for bike sharing. There's a need for that platform as a form of, of transportation, you know, for, for common reasons, for, for simple reasons. It's cheap, you know, it, and it's you can get it anywhere. I, I think that there is a lot more room to grow for bike-sharing bike platforms, in particular in the United States. And I think that, you know, gaining cryptocurrency as you ride would even be a motivator for some people to get out more, exercise more, and use whatever platform is offering crypto as an incentive to use their bike. Yeah, that's great because... Um what you're trying to do is, you know, uh, with the Fitbit, with the wrists, um, with the uh, Apple Health Watch and, and all these different types of aspects, uh, if you can uh, incorporate that into your fitness program and earn, and earn coins also, that's something that could really be uh, something that's fantastic and uh, can help out from a health and wellness aspect. So uh, that really is something where uh, it combines a lot of different aspects of health, wellness, the blockchain and cryptocurrency, and uh, it's something where it's um, where we just want to let people know about this uh, blockchain revolution and how it's uh, going to affect their lives. So uh, I, I see here also about their partnerships, and it's great because that's what we were talking about New York City um, and having different partnerships. So uh, uh, Old Bike is having partnerships with a lot of different cities around uh, the uh, world. Um, and uh, as they uh, build in, that's the best way to try to expand. Um, so they have to go from uh, different cities and, and governmental agencies uh, to let them um, work along with, with O-Bike. So um, maybe you could talk a little bit about the different uh, aspects of them working with uh, the governmental and different organizations also, uh, their, their, those partnerships. Yeah, sure. So, you know, like I said, uh, it there there were some issues with you know bikes being left in in places that you wouldn't typically want them to be left in. Uh, for a, for one example, um, in in Europe, uh, people were complaining because the O bikes were being parked in automobile parking spots and they were just left there, and you know no one could move them because they're blockchain or they're Bluetooth blocked. So, you know, it was a lot of back and forth with, you know, the city government and, you know, there were even lawsuits filed in some places because the bikes were just left there. 
but we're seeing a lot of you know public relations um, kind of uplifting uh, O-Bikes image, and we're still seeing a huge demand for the service. You know, it's not like they're going and just trashing cities wherever they go. They're actually, you know, going and they're trying to make the world a better place by giving people bikes in an accessible, uh, affordable way. Um, so, yeah, there has been kind of some back and forth, depending on where you look, between O-Bike and, you know, um, some governments. But uh, for the most part, people have been really happy with the affordability uh, and with the accessibility of O-Bike. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I can, yeah, what's going to happen is go, there's always going to be growing pains with that and with any uh, type of th- uh, thing that's going to be adopted on a, on a large scale like this. And, uh, you know, when, when they work to, along together with the government and uh, maybe develop the app a little bit better so that uh, they educate the users to let them know, uh, uh, give them a preferred parking spots on the app and different types of uh, um, more um, information so that there's not that much confusion going on. So uh, as we uh, wrap up uh, this, this week, I just wanted to um, uh, thank Andrew for coming on. And uh, if you want to just uh, wrap up and just talk about uh, uh, the blockchain revolution and, and O-Bike, and then we'll, um, we'll wrap up the show. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to, to thank you for having me on the show again. And, uh, you know, it was great talking about O-Bike and how, you know, bike sharing is being transformed by blockchain, by crypto. It's just one of many, many different uses for crypto. And I'm excited to continue looking and exploring uh, what those many uses are. So, yeah, thanks again, David. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, that was a, a great show, and we learned a lot, and we're going to learn more in uh, coming upcoming episodes. So uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, have a great week, and we'll be around late uh, next week for the next episode of Blockchain, uh, Building the Blockchain. Thank you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Dr. Tranquility of Dr. Tranquility PR, successfully meeting the media needs of the wellness community as an expert myself for major mainstream media, radio, TV, and print magazines. I now help you book interviews for broadcast radio, podcast, television, and uh, IPTV, as well as many, many magazines. Reach me, 212-920-1603. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on the show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network.